You're listening to Riding a Rocket, presented by RocketShipJobs.com. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Riding a Rocket. On today's episode, we have Cassie Lawrence of uh, Dollar Shave Club. Well, she was the 10th employee at Dollar Shave Club. Now Cassie uh, runs her own agency called, what was it again, Cassie? Sorry. Yeah. So I'm part of a boutique PR agency. We're called JSA Strategies and we're based in Los Angeles. Nice. Nice. So on today's episode, we're going to talk to Cassie in regards to her time at Dollar Shave Club, how how the growth of that was for her, how the sale and everything, I believe she was there for that. And then now uh, what she's doing with uh, her, her organization now. So looking forward to it. Cassie, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am doing well, doing well. So, hey, so I I, I appreciate you joining today. <laughs> yeah, as we were saying, you know, it's a crazy time right now, but uh, good to hear, you know, before the call, you said, you know, you're doing well, your family's doing well. So so that, that's awesome. So to today, I, I really, I wanted to talk a, a lot about Dollar Shave Club, you know, kind of how things were there. I mean, I know you were your number 10 employee there, correct? You know, somewhere in between... Five and ten, it's kind of hard to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was, I was looking at your LinkedIn. It, it looks like when you got there, it was right. Was were you there for that the iconic video, or were you there after? How did that play out? Yeah. So I actually joined uh, about two months after the video came out. I was had just graduated from USC with a degree in broadcast journalism, mm-hmm. and like every graduated senior. I was trying to figure out what to do with the rest of my life. And so I was hanging out on Facebook and my friend posted a post saying, Hey, my company needs help. We'll pay you. And I sat there and was like, well, I need money. (laughs) What do you need to do? So I ended up in a warehouse in Gardena packaging razors in the warehouse from the video. And so then My boss at the time was like, hey, so what? You graduated from USC. Tell me about yourself. It's like, yeah, I did broadcast journalism, but I'm really interested in marketing, PR, social media. And she was like, great, come answer emails. (laughs) And that's how I started at Dollar Shave Club. Nice, nice. Yes, uh, that was going to be a part of my question. So it looks like based on your history, you broadcast journalism. It looks like you did a little bit of uh, actual reporting for the Anberg, Anberg News. Yeah. What made you decide to to stick with going the marketing direction and community management that you're doing at Dollar Shave Club instead of going what it looks like potentially was your passion? Yeah. So I had a conversation with Mike, the founder and CEO early on, and he had been in broadcast journalism early in his career. And he said that it was great, but every day he would be, you're, you work to build a story and then suddenly breaking news happens and all of a sudden your day's work just goes to the wayside. And he told me that building a company and building something that was going to sustain longer than just a day would be more fulfilling than writing stories that would just disappear at the end of the day. And I, you know, that really resonated with me. And then I didn't also, it was, I was going to have to move away from my family, move to the, you know, a smaller market. I was born and raised in LA. 
and it just didn't seem right at the time. So I joined Dollar Shave Club full time and I was very happy I did. Yeah. So, so did, uh, what Mike said to you in regards to it being more fulfilling than potential broadcast journalism, did it that ring true? Did that end up being the case? It was great. It was it was quite a journey. Awesome. That's great to hear. I mean, because Dollar Shave Club proved to be one of the you know most iconic e-commerce companies in the history of e-commerce, right? Since since it's really been a, been a thing. So I'd imagine it had to be a, a a pretty crazy ride. So you came in two months after the video, what was day one like? Yeah, what was it like at the beginning? So my first day when I was just helping a friend, we were back, it was an all hands on deck situation. The video, after it launched, Dollar Shave Club sold out of inventory 48 hours later. And so there were a bunch of members still waiting to get their razors. And they had called in friends to help fulfill. And that was day one. When I got to the office, I was helping managing customer service inbox and getting my grasps on, you know, who our members were and really working with them and helping them out. Awesome. So I, I read a story and in it, Mike talks about it's called Dollar Shave Club, but at, a, at the beginning, he felt like it didn't really have that club aspect to it. So he created something, I guess it was called a, a club pro. And it, it sounds like that's what you were doing. You were kind of the club pro. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. We switched. Uh, initially, we were called community managers. And then as time grew on, we renamed ourselves to club pros. Gotcha. And, and so being there that early and kind of going through all of that transition. I mean, you were the community manager turned club pro. Then it looks like you had four, it looks like other jobs at Dollar Shave Club. What would be your advice to somebody who was potentially looking at joining a company growing very fast, maybe very early in the company's life cycle? What will be your advice to them? Yeah, I have three core pieces of advice for anyone joining a startup very early. My first one is to be in the room and have a reason to stay. So when you're at a startup, everything moves at a blink of an eye, right? Decisions are made by the people in the room with little consideration for communicating to others. And it's really nothing against the other people. It's just that projects and initiatives are moving so quickly but there really is an additional time to loop someone else in. So do your best to just be in the room, speak up and make your interests known, stay late, jump into a brainstorm. Just once you're in the room, then make sure you have a reason to be there. If you're with the right team, we always believed that ideas win and people don't. And so present your ideas thoughtfully and just give your colleagues a reason why you should be invited back into the room. My second piece of advice is that the phrase, that's not my job, won't get you anywhere. Especially in the early days of a startup, everyone is pitching in and doing everything. If that means fulfilling orders, we were printing out labels, queuing the website, you know, take the opportunity to learn a new skill. In all likelihood, your role isn't set in stone just yet. So use that time to understand different parts of the business. And this will be help you be a reliable resource for your team moving forward, especially later on, like if you're joining a startup below 50 people, just make sure you're willing to get your hands dirty. 
nothing should be beneath your job. And that can be really hard for those coming from big companies. And then my final piece of advice, like you were saying, is I had a wide variety of roles and I really grew with the company. So roles are less defined. Everyone initially joining the company needs to be versatile. And I like to liken it like a high school athlete. You, you know, you can play basketball, you can shoot some hoops and you can run on track, but as the company grows, you need to specialize a bit more. So I started out doing community management, social media, a little bit of everything, then eventually moved on to the marketing team, doing social media, PR and marketing initiatives. Then eventually when everything was getting a little bit more specialized, I moved into PR. And so I saw from the beginning that DSC is a marketing powerhouse. So I knew that my role would expand in marketing at the company. Gotcha. That's awesome. I love that you, uh, you had it broken down into three. That makes it very easy for people to remember. So you, you talk about as it became more of a, a company, you know, you were able to kind of specialize. Before I ask this question, actually, I have another one. When, when, did, when did it start to feel real? at Dollar Shave Club. And and maybe it did from the beginning. I don't know, like that, you know, you knew this was going to work. Or was there a day that you were like, this company is is going to be huge? Yeah. I think that the day that I really felt that DSC was going to be huge was when Gillette launched Gillette's Shave Club. That proved to me that we had made enough of an impact on the market that the incumbent needed to change their strategy. Nice. So it's funny. I I posted on my Twitter, and I said um, I'm having a somebody on my podcast who was the top one of the first ten employees at Dollar Shave Club. What should I ask her? And a friend of mine responded, and he said, oh, "I'm trying to pull it up." Essentially, he he said, "If any of the established razor companies had tried to you know undermine what you guys were doing, I knew the answer to that, so I didn't want to ask it. But now that you bring it up, what was that like that that day?" I mean, I imagine you guys are, uh, you know, small company. I don't know how big you were when that happened, but I imagine you either go, oh shit, like, what are we going to do? Or it's, or it may be, like you said, it's, yes, we've made it. I, I don't, I, I'd love yeah. to hear. I think it was validation for the space and validation that we were doing something right. Okay. Not necessarily a scared feeling or anything like that, just that we had really done well enough that someone noticed. Yeah. How, how big was the company about when that happened? Ooh, I think, um, I can't remember when that was. I think it was, we were probably definitely less than a hundred. Okay. Wow. So, so it, it didn't feel like they're going to crush us though. You, you guys were, you felt pretty confident. Yeah, we were good. So that was the day that, that, that happened and you started to feel that the company you know, was real. Was it that, that conversation with Mike early that you decided I want to go down the marketing route or what kind of led you down that route? Early on, marketing was such an important role in Dollar Shave Club that that was where I knew I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And joining, when I joined the marketing team, we were doing a wide variety of different initiatives. I did a few We sponsored a few festivals one year, sponsored some minor league baseball teams. Then eventually it didn't seem like 
those marketing initiatives, they were just trials and they weren't really going anywhere. And so I specialized in PR on top of specializing in marketing. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's interesting, right? This changed the subject a little bit, but I was saying earlier, Dollar Shave Club was and is one of the best exits from a e-commerce standpoint, right? That, that we've seen, you know, we see Casper now that just went public, but didn't go as planned or it's not, wasn't, wasn't as what people wanted it to be. Dollar Shave Club on the other hand, you know, did, did pretty well. I, and this is just my curiosity. When I, I'm, I'm from the like startup space, like software sales and things like that. And I, I was at a startup and they did, you know, you got equity in the company. Dollar Shave Club, when they started, I mean, they went, they, they received a lot of funding, but how does that work in the e-commerce space? Do they do equity and things like that for early employees? It definitely depends on your company. For us, mm-hmm. we, we did get equity, yes. Awesome, awesome. So top 10, top 10 employees at a, uh, at a billion dollar <laughs> company. That, that I, I, I hope that went well for you. So, so I would imagine it did. <laughs> definitely the biggest check I've gotten. <laughs> That's awesome. I hope my company that I uh, that I was at prior to the one I'm at now, I can say that about <laughs> one day. We'll see. It doesn't look that way, to be honest. <laughs> so you, you you had that exit. You ended up leaving Dollar Shave Club, and now you're you're doing uh, your own thing. But you're not at another startup, even though you had the biggest check you ever had. Any reason why? I mean, I'm curious. Yeah, I didn't find one that really felt right. And so when I found this role at JSA Strategies, I'm able to take my learnings from DSC and impact more than one company. Gotcha. Hold on. So, so JSA isn't your company? No, no, no. Oh, sorry. I, I was <laughs> reading the link. I was reading the LinkedIn wrong. I, I kind of, I was thinking that that was um, the JSA was start, started for JASO and something. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so uh, I apologize. We're uh, a PR firm. We're team of five based in LA and we work with companies in tech, digital media and gaming and esports. Okay. So we're a lean and, you know, scrappy. You, you like, you like the small lean. Seems like that's your thing. Yes, definitely. Awesome. So I'm curious. So when I think PR, a part of that for me is, is like what companies do on social media I'm trying to understand the difference a little bit, PR versus social and, and marketing and things of that nature. Yeah. So in PR, we're primarily focused on earned media, less social media, um, yeah. in relations with reporters, helping companies make announcements, helping there's a crisis, handling those communications, and then really focused on a lot of thought leadership. So how does, how does one you know, founder or CEO go from being just the founder and CEO to being an industry thought leader and speaking on panels or podcasts such as these or awards. So it's helping those, those founders really tell their stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And any, any uh, awesome stories you'd like to tell about like some great PR that you've done either for Dollar Shave Club or what you've done with JSA. I mean, I'd love to hear. Every, every announcement is so different and every project is, is very different. I like the ones where we have to problem solve mm-hmm. 
and an adjust strategy. I wouldn't say there's really one stands out to me right on the spot. Um, at Dollar Shave Club, I did, I led the PR efforts for Mel, the digital magazine okay. that Dollar Shave Club has. And that was quite challenging because how do you get other media companies to talk about a media company? <laughs> yeah. So that was really fun. And at JSA, I would say we work with so many great companies and it's definitely those announcements that maybe won't, you know, aren't a shoe in that really help that when we, when we do get really great results, I'm very proud. Very happy about that. So we, at the beginning, we talked a little bit about COVID and, you know, just how this is not ideal for anybody. I'd imagine in like, I mean, marketing, I know is getting crushed a little bit. I know a lot of people who are in advertising and things like that. How does that affect like you guys from a a PR standpoint? Yeah, we've actually never been busier in some respect. Telling stories at this point is very, is a interesting moment. Mm -hmm. You have to really take into consideration what the state of the world is Mm -hmm. and helping our clients tell what their perspective is without being opportunistic because let's face it, this isn't an opportunistic environment for anyone. Yeah. That's been an interesting challenge working with them, mm-hmm. working to tell those stories. Because you probably have some clients that are not doing well at all. And then you have some clients that may be doing great. Like there's like there's the Zooms of the world that are doing amazing, you know, from a, mm-hmm. a revenue standpoint, but you still have to tell that story in a, in a sensitive way, empathetic way, I guess. Right. Exactly. Makes sense. sense. So for you, you decided not to go back into like the venture back startup world when you left DSC, but what's your thoughts on it for say somebody was in the position you were, you know, kind of graduating college, looking for a job, looking at the world the way it is right now, what would be your advice? Do you think, you know, venture back and maybe you don't have an opinion. Uh, maybe you're just like, look, you've got a, you got a college, go get a job, whatever. Uh, but you know, think that the startup world makes sense for them. Do you think they should try to find an enterprise, do their own thing? What, what would be your advice to like your younger self potentially? I think you can't discount opportunities that land in your lap. And, you know, maybe you may think that that wasn't the journey that you wanted to be on, but here it is. I would just say take it and be open to those opportunities. I could have very easily have said no and gone on and done reporting from another city or pursued that career and not been able to discover this passion that I have for tech and startups. So, so hold on, your friend that you, that you said reached out to you from DSC, was it Mike? Was, are you friends with Mike originally? No, no. She was a friend from college and she was interning with Mike at the time. Oh, nice. Did she end up staying as well and uh, riding the wave? She stayed for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny as I, I, I'm kind of venturing off a little bit, but as I was looking at your LinkedIn, I saw university of London and I thought when we got on here, you were going to have an accent. <laughs> now, now looking at it more, I see that it looks like that was maybe a study abroad program or something of that nature. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, uh, no, I, I just, I, I wanted to, to cover with you, you know, a, a lot of topics around, around DSC and, and it's great to hear, you know, about how you're doing with PR and, and how you found your passion there. And then that things are, are that you guys are busy, right. Uh, you know, in the time like this, you know, the, 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 uh, job reports just came out, you know, now people are not, you know, doing, doing well. So, I mean, I'm happy to hear that. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me just in regards to Dollar Shave Club and uh, what you're doing at uh, JSA. So any place that people can find you online, I don't know if you want to promote any socials or promote uh, your business or what you guys, what you're doing. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter um, at Cassie, C-A-S-S-I-E-J-A-S-S-O. Or you can find me at our website, jsastrategies.com. Awesome. Hey, well, uh, Cassie, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you and, so much. Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. And I, uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Of course. Awesome. Have a great one. You too. Thanks for listening to Riding a Rocket by Rocketshipjobs.com. To join our newsletter with hundreds of other ambitious people, go to Rocketshipjobs.com. Leave your email address and we'll send you the next exclusive opportunity.